The information and opinions expressed on this podcast are intended to address specific questions asked, situations described in the program or on the website, and topics of expressed interest. The information and or opinions are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical and or mental health diagnosis or treatment. You should not act or rely upon any information contained in these broadcasts or on the website without seeking the advice of a mental health and or medical professional who has conducted a formal assessment or evaluation on you and has the requisite information needed to provide a more well-informed opinion. This includes, but is not limited to, licensed mental health professionals, psychiatrists, and medical physicians and doctors. If you have any questions about the information or opinions expressed on the website or during this broadcast, please contact your licensed mental health and or medical professional. Welcome to the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell. The Wellness Enclave will explore emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In the Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The goal is to help you become a healthy and happier you through motivation, education, and innovation. And now, The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wellness Enclave, where emotional health and wellness is our top priority. Today, again, we have Mr. Reddish has graced us with his presence on the phone. He's so knowledgeable. I'd love to have him on as a guest. We will be talking to the men today. The title of the show is Navigating 40-ish to 50-ish. So let me tell you what that means. I'm cleaning it up. We're going to talk about navigating your midlife crisis. Uh, this is not personal because I'm going to talk about the women navigating their midlife crisis in the next few weeks as well. So we will be right back after this commercial break. told me go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely once I was seven years old it was a big big world but we thought we were bigger pushing each other to the limits we were learning quicker by 11 smoking herb and drinking burning liquor never rich so we were out to make that steady bigger once I was 11 years old my daddy told me go get yourself a wife or you'll be lonely once I was 11 years old So I started writing songs, I started writing stories Something about that glory just always seemed to bore me Cause only those I really love will ever really know me Once I was 20 years old, my story got told Before the morning sun when life was lonely Smallest voices, they can make it major. I got my boys with me, at least those in favor. And if we don't meet before I leave, I hope I'll see you later. Once I was 20 years old, my story got told. I was writing about everything I saw before me. Once I was 20 years old. 
soul We've traveled around the world and we're still roaming Soon we'll be 30 years old about life my woman brought children for me so i can sing them all my songs and i can tell them stories most of my boys are with me some are still out seeking glory and some i had to leave behind my brother i'm still sappy soon i'll be 60 years old my daddy got 61 remember life and then your life becomes a better one i made a man so happy when i wrote a letter once i hope my children come and visit once or twice a month Soon I'll be 60 years old Will I think the world is cold Or will I Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Wellness Enclave with our special guest, Mr. Keenan Reddish. We will be talking about navigating 40-ish to 50-ish. How are you this morning, Mr. Reddish? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am doing well. So this is more commonly called a midlife crisis. Okay, um, I know some people get offended by midlife. Some people get offended <laughs> by crisis. So I just want to clarify what we're talking about. And again, for the men that are listening, I don't want you to be offended because I will be talking about women on the next show. So one of the things I want you to do is define that for me. When, when you hear people say midlife crisis from a clinical perspective, not from an individual or subjective perspective, what, what right, do you think right. I'm looking at? Mm-hmm. Well, as you as you mentioned, that's typically it. First of all, let's just say it's a normal process mm-hmm. in life. It's mm-hmm. a normal stage of life. Mm-hmm. Like you said, both men and women experience it. But as far as men, like you said, it's for anywhere. It could be. And it's interesting because I read it, could, and I never thought about this. It could be anywhere from forty up to sixty-five. Now I never thought about that. Okay. When you think of midlife, you think of okay, this is the mid of my life. Right. Sixty. Okay. Okay. All right. I hope you have it together by then. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, I, it, it can be. You know, it, it, I, I, I say it more or less like a, it's like a tsunami of just individual crises that then become overblown into an actual crisis. So okay, different okay. situations mm-hmm. that can lead up to a major crisis. So it could be anything from a change of career or just looking around mm-hmm. and just seeing, you know, the lack of accomplishment or just your peers, how well they've done and right. comparing yourself to them, or even the death of a parent or the death of a, the death of a close friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any of those things can bring on a midlife crisis, which really is just a, an opportunity for you to just evaluate your own life. Right, right. And I think that's key right there is that, evalu- is that evaluation. Um, one of the things I want to ask you, and I want to make that because I want people to understand, really get a full understanding of what this, this is, in your, in, in your um, opinion, professional opinion, mm-hmm. do you feel like this is a process? Is it situational? Is it temporary? Is it permanent? Give me your perspective on that. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a process. When we say situational, I think more or less like, okay, a parent died. Right. Well, just your parent dying is going to cause you to go into full crisis mode. Mm-hmm. However, it will give you opportunity to reflect on your own, you know, mortality, mm-hmm. your own mortality. So I think it's just a, a overwhelming of these different events that cause, you know, when we say crises, mm-hmm. you know, we say crisis, but I think it should say crises okay. because, you know, <laughs> one thing happening after another. Right. 
So a process, yeah, it is the process because we're we're aging, you know. Mm-hmm. Where whereas you know, in the past you may have had a full head of hair, and now you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing wrinkles and you're seeing a receding hairline. Right. Hell, you might not even see it. <laughs> so it, it's 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 definitely a process. It's definitely a process, and I just keep going back to just saying that. Um, it's almost like a heightened sense of self-reflection. That's that's the easiest way to, to put it. The heightened a sense way. of self-reflection. Right. I think that I think that's a good way. The, the key term there is heightened. So I think that that is key. Now, my next question to you is to kind of piggyback off of that: Is it temporary or is it permanent? Or can it be both? I think it's it's, tempor- it's definitely temporary. I don't think in, I don't think any nothing is really permanent okay. other than death. Okay. So it's definitely temporary. I mean, yeah, it may feel like, you know, you'll never get through this stage, mm-hmm. but I think it's it's a natural process of evolution. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I want to reiterate, and it's the reason I, I was asking those questions so specifically, is because people do hear the term midlife crisis and they panic. That's that's part of it right there. They hear crisis. Some, some people have a problem with the midlife, other people with the crisis. You know, they're like, I'm not in crisis. I'm just living my life. I need for people to understand this. It, it as you stated, it is a natural process. A process exactly. means that it is ongoing. It means it's nothing that you're going to be able to handle immediately. You can, you cannot. It is a process. During that process, hopefully, you're learning more about yourself and you're you're moving through some situations that may not be comfortable for you because you're delving into the unknown. Really, exactly. You're delving Definitely. into the unknown, but it's okay sometimes to be uncomfortable. But as you know, the majority of people, when we get older, we like our comfort. We like our comfort. We don't like delving into the unknown. So, but but you will be okay and understand that it's temporary. So those yes. that that was the reason I was asking I was asking those questions like that because when you hear midlife crisis, people think it's just it's cyclical, it's ongoing, it's never ending, and that's not what you're saying. So my next question to you is: Does this process manifest or look the same for everyone? No, it, it definitely looks different for everybody. I mean, the themes probably are the same, mm-hmm. but it definitely looks different for everybody. Definitely looks different. Give me, give me an example of how it can look for something. Like, what, what have been the most common things that you've seen, whether it has been in your personal life with family members, um, yourself, I don't know how old you are, but yourself, or whether it's been <laughs> <laughs> clinical, you know, just whatever. Just what? <laughs> one, one of the easiest examples I can give you, and the quickest example I can okay. give you, is just uh, a gentleman, you're, you're, say you're, you're pushing 50, you're mm-hmm. close to 50, and you're having an opportunity to really evaluate your life and mm-hmm. just think of where you are financially, mm-hmm. where you are in your marriage, mm-hmm. where you are with your, your, your peer circle. You know, your peers may have started, you know, becoming sick or may have begun dying. Just you really begin looking at some things. So every, everybody's a little different because it just depends on you, how you were raised, what you were brought up, you know, your, your life experiences. Right. But just that right there, I think that's the, that's the kickoff for a lot of men is just the death of a friend or the death of a parent. Because then, and it's so weird that, you know, and, and it's, I don't even believe I'm about to tell you this, but I can remember being a, a little kid and my parents having those conversations with mm-hmm. myself and my sister, sort of like preparing us for when they weren't there to say, you know, there's going to be a time when, you know, we won't right. be here. And, you know, as a child, you're like, oh, yeah, my parents are invincible. They're not. Right, <laughs> right, right. But then they, when they finally do pass, you knew it was inevitable, mm-hmm. but you're never really ready for but it. But you're never really prepared. You're never really exactly. prepared. Exactly. 
Yeah, I understand. So the the and so the manifestation for some, how does that look? Because for some, you know, we think of the stereotypical. You're going for young women. You're going out buying a Corvette. You know, you're 55. You're getting Corvettes. You can hardly get out of a <laughs> Honda, and you're struggling to get out of this Corvette. You know that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So how else does it manifest? Like, can it manifest in anger? Can it manifest in depression? Like, what are some other ways that you've typically seen it manifest? Anxiety and self-doubt. Okay. Okay. Give me an example of, of both, if you can. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, just, just, it's almost like impending doom. You okay. know, when you think of, like, mortality, mm-hmm. like, oh, it, it's my turn, it's my turn. You know, am I going to be next? That's the anxiety. Okay. And, um... How about I just lost my train of thought? <laughs> Don't worry about that. So, so you said you said anxiety and self doubt. You said anxiety. So, give me an example of the self doubt. That's all right. Senior moment. Like I have them all the time. That's that's all. The good. financial piece, you know, just mm-hmm. did I live up to my potential? Yeah, you know, I think too, that's is a it big too one. Late to do anything else, you know? Am I stuck in this job that I hate? Right. You know, right. am I stuck in this marriage that? You know, possibly, I maybe I didn't want to be in to, to begin with. Just, right. It's just a lot of self-doubt, a and lot of self-doubt. And I just say it's a lot of self-reflection. A lot it's of kind of like, is this it? Like, is this doubt. my life? Is this is this it right here? Is, there, exactly. is this, perfect, perfect. <laughs> is this <laughs> it? What, what have my accomplishments been? Is there anything happening um, to men during that time? On the average, and we know everyone is different, but um, again, we're speaking in generalities. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything happening physically? that can cause that self-doubt or that can cause that anxiety or that's causing the person, well, really that anxiety, that in, you yeah. know, increased anxiety. It could be anything as simple as an expanding waistline, mm-hmm. protruding stomach, right? lack of sex drive, just mm-hmm. it, it, all of the above and more. So how, how do I, as a friend or as a significant other, it can be either or, but somebody who's close to that person, friend, loved one, significant other, how do you address that issue with that how do you address that issue with that person when you see them doing certain things and I'm going to get into the decision making piece after the break but how 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 do you address that saying I'm concerned or is everything okay like how do you address that with that person because that's a very delicate issue and they may not even know that they're they may not even be recognizing what they're going through and I think just what you just said just opening up the lines of communication and just listening without judgment okay okay All right, so what we're going to do, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And everyone, you've been listening to Mr. Kenan Reddish, and we are talking about navigating your 40s and 50s as men. We'll be right back.
right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Wellness Enclave, where we are discussing navigating your 40s and 50s. This is geared specifically towards the men this week, and our very special calling guest is Mr. Keenan Reddish, and he's giving us a lot of insight. So, Mr. Reddish, I have a, we kind of touched on this a little bit, and then I kind of want to go into the decision-making piece Mm -hmm. when individuals are going through this process and also let me reiterate for those of you who just joined in on the second half when we're talking about a midlife crisis i need for everyone to understand that this is a natural process it's nothing to be ashamed of it is a natural process it is only temporary and understand that if if it is a process you're going to go through some bumps and bruises but it will all be worth it on, on the backside. Hopefully it will be more than on the backside. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you, you talked about a midlife crisis, you know, when you're, when you're doing some research and probably in, 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 in uh, your, your practice as well, you've seen where a midlife crisis can be anywhere from 40 to uh, 65. What I, yes. what I would like to know is, is in your research, and we know research um, is, is not the end-all, be-all, but in your research, whether it is empirical or observational or whether it's something you've read, how long does the process on the average actually last? Mm-hmm. It actually can take up to 10 years, okay. so anywhere from like 3 to 10 years. Okay. Did you see anything in your research where it may start, like it maybe – People start having those feelings in the late, men start having those feelings maybe in their late 30s, mid to late 30s, but it starts moving into that process, like you said, at that heightened sense, maybe by the time they get in, get into their 40s, early 40s. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, it actually, and I don't know, you, you can you know, co-sign on this as well, it can begin as early as you're in your 20s. Okay. Because think about each stage of life when you're when you hit twenty, if you've gone to college and you've graduated, now what? Right. right. You know, uh, uh, you know, I, I, my parents have spent all this money. What what do I do now? Right. So th- so like twenties that that brings a, a set of issues. Your thirties brings a set of issues. And mm-hmm. your forties you bring a set of issues. Right. So yeah, it's definitely can start earlier than forties. Right. It's an on, it, it is life. Life itself is an ongoing process if if you're lucky you you will you will continuously evolve all of us get stagnant periodically but hopefully when you uh become static it doesn't last that long you know you're not static for 10 years you know you say hey i have to you know i have to get myself together there's something i need to do um now here's what i want to ask you and i pretty much know the response to, to this but i think this happens a lot when you're going through this process even if you don't know what process you're going through, but you know that you're feeling this this intense anxiety and you're doing, like you said, this heightened sense of self-reflection, should you be making major life decisions at that point? Uh, that's a line of minefield right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a minefield. And I think that's where the proverbial, you know, sports car, younger woman comes right, in. Right, right. All that comes in right there. But I would just say, I would just encourage people to talk to their spouse, talk to a trusted confidant before you make them impulsive uh, purchases or decisions right. that may affect you negatively. That's what I would just encourage them to <laughs> out talk to somebody because it's really quick. It's really easy to drive by and say, I like that car. Right. I'm right. getting it, you know, but right. just reach out, talk to somebody before you make those impulsive mm-hmm. decisions. I know I've seen and, I, and I've seen people get in relationships as 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 well. Um, I've yes. seen it on both men and women, but we're talking about men today. So and I <laughs> and, and so I'll, I'll get on the women and I'm an equal opportunity offender. So um, I, I uh, with the men, I have seen that like I have literally seen someone in their family 
pass away and they're, they're like, you know what, I have to get married. Yes. I have to get married. Yes. I have to get married. And, and then like X amount of years down the line, they're like, this was a mistake. This was a huge mistake. And so that's why, and it's not, cause, because to me it's not just about the purchases, it's about um, getting involved in other relationships because maybe you've gotten involved in a relationship for the wrong person or le- for the wrong reason or actually fully leaving a relationship that's been there 20 years and you're really not unhappy with the relationship. You're more unhappy with yourself or just confused about what's going on. But you're yeah. like, no, I'm not happy. Let me get rid of everything old and start over new. Start over. <laughs> right. <laughs> start over. And that may be, and that maybe that's what you need, but it hasn't been thought out properly most of yeah. the time you, usually yeah. it's dealing with a lot like you said anxiety self-reflection it has to be something better than this maybe i can go out and get what is what is uh perceived to be better so that was the reason i was asking this now how how would i if, if i'm a male and i'm feeling these odd things because with women a lot of times for us is generally when you start going through menopause so it's a, so it, it will hit you over the head like a, a ton of bricks with men <laughs> it kind of sneaks up with men <laughs> with men it's it's a little different. So how do you recognize when you may be going through this process? Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 interesting because it could be like you said, it sneak up on you, or just you just find yourself in the midst of it. Okay. You know, and it, and I hate to keep saying it, it goes back to the same thing. It's almost like you. I just think your your senses are heightened mm-hmm. during that time. You're you're more sensitive to a lot more situations or events that maybe you might not have been aware of in the past. Okay. So how do so you recommend a, a person maneuvers through this process then? What what is your recommendation on that? How how say, say one more time, I'm sorry. How do you recommend that a person maneuver through this process? That a man maneuvers through this process? Mm-hmm. Talking it out. Okay. Taking taking your time. Just really reevaluate some honest self-reflection and just Talk it out. Talk it out. Just think things through and don't jump in head first because we're quick to jump in head first and worry about the consequences later. You got to begin to work some things out. Take your time. So let me let me let me throw this question out here. If, if it's not if you don't want to respond to it, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Let me throw this question out here. So if I if I'm a man and I'm dealing with I'm, de- I'm dealing with this particular midlife scenario, I'm dealing with this process. Um, and, and I'm already feeling self-confident, self-conscious, I have doubts, all of those things like that, uh, that you mentioned, that anxiety, then a lot of times that's going to kick my ego into overdrive. It's going to kick my ego into overdrive. I'm going to become very mm-hmm. defensive about uh, a number of things. So then how does that person go about, t- when you say talking it out, even if they don't want to go to therapy, like they talk to a confidant, how what happens when they're not listening to that confidant because again that defense mechanism is kicking in right right so then how does how does the person that's going through the process handle it and how does that friend or family member or loved one handle that Mm -hmm. it's it's almost like this one you can't get anybody to do anything correct correct All you can do is just listen, hopefully listen without judgment. It sounds easy, but it's actually difficult. Listen (laughs) without judgment and just put it out there that you're open to having the conversation. Okay. Okay. You know, this is the person receiving the information, but as far as the actual person, I think you just really have to be honest with yourself. Okay. You just really have to be honest with yourself. Like, is this going to be beneficial to you? Is this mm-hmm. is this action that you're about to take or a decision that you're making, is it negative, negatively affecting everybody else? Mm-hmm. Like, it may feel good for the momentarily, right. but in the long run, 
how is it helping you? What's the benefit of it? I think those are good, and as the person who's trying to support, I, I, you know, I agree. I think one of the things you should you should do is just say, "Hey, I'm available." Exactly. If you need, if you need to discuss this, you know, I'm I'm available. Uh, also, what I would say, if it's a person that's a true friend and you're close to them, sometimes you sometimes and you, you know, if a person continuously comes to you and asks you things, or if you see they're going to make a mistake, that's something where you just say, "Hey, is it? Are you sure this is what you want to do?" Are you right. sure this is what you want to do? And again, you have to be non-judgmental. Now, if it's a situation, I'm going to tell you if you're really tight, and everybody can't do this. Uh, I will speak personally. I have like a few close friends. We can tell each other the truth and just say, "I know you're not going to speak to me for the next two or three months, but if you need anything, <laughs> but if you need anything, let me know. You know, I'm not going to tell you anything to be exactly to, to be exactly. to be malicious but i do think and understand that you cannot control another person you cannot no, control or tell a grown person what to do you you cannot so all you can do is plant seeds and and it's up to them when when and if they're going to let them grow um so again i would like to thank you for being my guest a third time i very much appreciate it i know you're very busy uh, we've been speaking to Mr. Keenan Reddish about navigating your 40s and 50s, dealing with your midlife crisis. Again, can you tell us where people can find you? Definitely. You can find me online at keencounseling.org. That's K-E-E-N, counseling.org. You can shoot me an email, keencounseling at gmail.com, or just simply give me a call, 470-485-2987. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening in, and you've been listening to The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell and our special guest, Mr. Keenan Reddish. And as always, I wish you guys a fantastic day, and I hope you have a happy and healthy week. Definitely. Thank you. Good night. This has been the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell. Join us weekly and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We look forward to growing with you.